Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 9th. This is episode 158. I am Tony. I'm Dennis. Ugh, we've got a lot to talk about because there's been some stuff going on in the video game side and we have a new pinball release. So there's, so there's actually some substantive news. But before all of that, what's been going on, Tony? I know you've been busy. Yeah. Uh, work's been real insane the last couple of weeks because between COVID, the weather and vacations and everything, my staff's been well under 50% for mm. the last two oh, weeks. Wow. So, uh, it's been pretty busy and insane. I actually, uh, had to work all last weekend, which, you know, as a salaried employee, no, no coming, fun. coming into work weekends is not nearly as, uh, enjoyable of a task as it was back when I was an hourly employee. <laughs> when, when you were, when you were, were not an exempt employee. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, it used to be, I'd come into work weekends. It's like, yeah, here's somewhere between eight and 12 hours over time. And now it's just like, this is your job. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nowhere near as enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. I had a, an interest as an aside, actually this last week, I had a, one of the health department administrators uh, contacted me, her county, Actually, the other department heads were so upset because she was hourly and had earned a tremendous amount of overtime working COVID clinics. And <laughs> so now she said, what do I do? And the commission is insisting you will be moved to salary or we will find someone else. And I said, well, try and negotiate it as best you can, because our big concern wasn't being put on salary, but rather being put on salary and then having to constantly work overtime. And I'm like, yeah, they can do that to you. Yeah. There's usually an expect, there's normally an expectation that you don't have a lot of overtime as a salary or your salary, you know, attorneys are notorious for this. They have a tremendous salary and they know that they might be pulling 60 to 80 hour weeks as a starter. Yeah. If, if I have to work like, I mean, a little bit of overtime here and there isn't anything, but if I have to work like a lot of overtime mm-hmm. when I'm start pulling, when I start pulling, you know, multiple days worth of overtime, uh, uh, my my company likes to have us uh, take an extra day off, take a personal day oh. uh, when things get calmer to try and uh, balance out the issues. Mm. So yeah, I don't get anything. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, but it's not been as bad for me as it was in 2020. Well, that's good. So uh, in terms of, I don't have a whole lot in terms of my my updates before we go into the show, uh, other than I did finish Resident Evil Village, which I'd started when we last done the game. And so now I'm playing that furry game, Biomutant. Biomutant. Where you're a furry running around in a post-apocalyptic so, world of furries. Do you, which do you pr- prefer being stepped on by Amazon vampire goddess or your furry interactions? Mm-hmm. Which one's... I like which the, one is opening something you never found within yourself. <laughs> uh, so I'm not I'm not far enough along in Biomutant to say for sure. So far, though, I'm preferring giant vampires. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, Resident Evil uh, Village really fun if you like survival horror. Really fun. Uh, I thought about playing through it again, but I've got so many other things to do that I might as well do those first. Actually, well, I, I mean, I've been. While I have been busy with work-related stuff, I have been filling the time that's not been family-related by playing SnowRunner, which is just uh, like off-road trucker kind of uh, hauling cargo thing with through like swamps and mud bogs and and deep snow fields and 
then you flip your truck over and get it stuck. So you go to another truck to come out and rescue the first truck. It's a ton of fun. Uh, one of the streamers I watched played it the other day, uh, just before Christmas. And when it hit the steam sale, I bought it cause it looked like so fun. And it's one of those interesting games that it's, uh, it is multiplayer with full cross play between everything. So anybody can, so, so that when they were playing it, they were playing it cross play between PC and Xbox and yeah. Mm. So it's Don't pretty people cool. people with, with the uh, steering wheel rigs have an unfair advantage? I would not, I would say probably not oh, actually okay. after, cause this okay. is, this is not like the trucker, like the Euro trucker and American trucker, which are real like real tight simulation. This isn't the Microsoft flight simulator level of simulation of trucking. Mm. This is much more like ace combat level of oh, arcade okay. simulation. Uh, it's, it's like in between. It's not nearly as, yeah. Like I do it all third person and, and, and it's a lot of fun. So I've been enjoying the crud out of it. Okay. Well, uh, before we actually jump into our regular uh, segments, we always at the start of the new year, go ahead and do a little glimpse behind the curtain for people of what our annual stats were for the podcast, because some people are curious. Uh, it's not so much the sausage making as the numbers behind the sausage making. So uh, I guess if you don't like this part, usually five minutes is probably as long as it takes for us to get through it, but because we do it every year. But anyway, so here we go. Annual stats looking at 2021. Uh, go ahead and note. Uh, so for the calendar year, we had just over 37,000 plays, and that's actually over a 39% increase since our, our, our from what our 2020 numbers were, which uh, as far back as I can remember, I did not go back and look at our last percentages if I even had them all in the notes. But I believe it easily is the largest percentile increase we've ever seen. I don't know quite to say why it got so much higher. I mean, we've always had higher numbers every year. Right. So <clears throat> I wasn't surprised to see that they were better now, but I just was shocked at just how much they went up. So Maybe we've just gotten that much better. And, you know, we talked about that it, it could be more exposure. It also could be that, uh, like we see every year, a number of podcasts went away. <laughs> and so yeah. if you've got your, you know, if your favorites – like if you were into the pinball players podcast or all the every other week of the super awesome pinball show and they've gone away, maybe you had no choice but to turn to no, <laughs> you, have, you had to come to us. But it's okay. We welcome you anyway. Yeah, Whatever very, reason brought you very to welcome. us. We're very welcome. We still welcome mm -hmm. you. Uh, in terms of uh, the countries that play us, there, there are a lot, but the top five are USA and it falls way off after USA. Just let's make that clear. But, but so USA followed by Australia, followed by Canada, followed by the United Kingdom. And then our f top five finalist is Sweden. Oh, didn't Germany used to be up there? What happened to Germany? Germany, I think, and Sweden were within 10 plays of each other. It oh. was real close. Well, was I remember real, Germany was, was always close. in our top five. Well, this is how we say goodbye in Germany. Sweden, Sweden. That's how we say. <laughs> uh, now, I also pulled the numbers for what are our top five cities that play the show. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, well, yeah, we can now. We're, we're, the pro, we're in the pro plan, so we can do that. So city, our top city is Boardman, Oregon. Followed by Columbus, Ohio, followed by Melbourne, Australia, followed by Portland, Oregon, and the final of our top five is Chicago. Okay, I'll be 100% honest. I've not even heard of one of those towns. Is it Boardman? It's Boardman. It's got to be because I know all the other ones because they're famous. I've never heard of Chicago. 
What's the Chicago place? <laughs> Maybe Boardman's like a suburb of Portland. That's what I'm looking for. It I mean, is. We know Oregon is a huge mecca for pinball, so I'm not surprised that Oregon. No, where is Boardman is like right on the right on the Columbia River, right at the Oregon Washington. Uh, uh, you know, maybe border. That, you know, it's kind of I was a little surprised that Washington, another big pinball state, wasn't in the top five cities. But maybe a lot of Washingtonians have come in, come in on our boardman stat. I don't know. I don't know either. It's weird. Um, but welcome from to boardman. Yes. Peoples. Yes. Uh, I wonder if one of the big online listening companies is based out of there. Could be. Could be. Um Given that it was number one, I, and I didn't write down the, the differentials on these in terms of how many plays came out of them. Uh, now, in terms of uh, web, our website references, so these are external sources that are pointing that people clicked on to play us. Now, I'm going to, I almost dropped it, but, uh, but I thought it wouldn't be fair. So the number one option in our listing was just called unknown and it was huge. I mean, thousands of plays uh, okay. whereas nothing else is that high okay okay i figured it out what is it uh boardman oregon's sixth large one of their six largest employees is the uh, amazon simple storage service it's where amazon web services is based out of oh so by boardman sad. oregon it's not I, as i was looking because their population's three thousand people oh <laughs> so we that, have them all so 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 <laughs> So, uh, okay. Uh, so people are playing through uh, probably the Amazon. If they're getting us through the, cause I think we're available through Amazon. So. Yes. We're available oh, through the so Amazon. So, the, so, so that so could have gone to a real city. That, that is, that is, it is, it's probably, I, rather, I, I was happy or not knowing actually. Yeah. And, 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 and S3 also does website hosting. So it could be through also online websites that are hosted at that S3 site. I bet I, you know, I don't um, think our show, I mean, we host our show through our WordPress site, but I don't know of anyone else who hosts us. Um, so, I mean, some of that might be through the, uh, some of that might be masked in this unknown category for external sources then. Could yeah, be part of probably. it. Probably. Uh, Cause I think most RSS grabs wouldn't show that way. Uh, now, aside from the unknown website references, our next, uh, of the, the rest of the five are in order Google. Then our website, then Pinside, and I was actually surprised. I think it's the first time Tilt Forums made the top five list. I oh, actually wow. thought about stopping maintaining our thread on Tilt because I feel like it's not getting us anything. But, but um, apparently I was wrong. I don't really pay attention to hmm. how many people play it through there. Um, now, uh, just for those uh, stat nerds who are curious, according to our SoundCloud account, here are the five most popular RSS applications that have been used to play the podcast. So the number one, which isn't a surprise, is the iPhones, Apple Core Media, whatever they, you know, I think it's actually branded as something different when people go in. I always call it Apple Core Media and people are like, what are you talking about? And I go, your default iPhone player. And they go, oh, okay. Because sometimes I get asked, how do I load something? And I don't know anything about iPhones, but I try and pretend. So, uh, followed by Podcast Addict. That's actually really grown over the years, probably because it's one of the full, full featured free ones. Probably. I actually have the paid version of Podcast Addict. Uh, just to take away the ads. That's the only thing it says a little banner ad otherwise. Or that's used to be how it was. Right. Uh, followed by Podbean Podcast Player. Um, followed by Overcast, which is a pretty famous program. And followed by Pocket Cast, which is also really famous. Yeah, that's popular. that's my, I use Pocket Cast. Yeah. So those are our top five. As Pocket Cast mm-hmm. is my podcast player. Of yeah, I'm, I, I'm aware of all these. Podbean one kind of, I don't think that used to be the case, but 
No, Podbean's come up in the last couple of years. It has. And for example, I, you know, I co-hosted on the pinball show over with pinball network. We use Podbean to host all the shows over there. So I think a, some people may just have Podbean because they're familiar with Podbean podcast, not necessarily right. ours, but, but you can add other shows in that aren't on Podbean. So it's, it's pretty flexible. I, in fact, I think the number six, I didn't write it down, but I believe it was Stitcher. So, um, Stitcher used to be huge. It, yeah. It still is pretty, I mean, it wasn't too, too far away from Pocket Cast, but now, uh, now to wrap these things up, we always have done our, our most and least popular episodes of the year. And I, I try and keep this confined to, it's usually pretty easy with the analytics to keep it confined to the episodes that came out during the year. So here are the top five shows that we had. Our most popular show was episode 149. That was the one that was titled Sorcerer's Hiatus Connected. You can, you, can, you can tell I'm just really working the creativity on these titles. So just be forewarned on that. But that was the show where we talked about uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice game that was new on the P3. Uh, that was also the episode where, where Homepin announcing Spinal Tap was covered. That was the episode where This Week in Pinball, we talked about them announcing that they, that Jeff was going on hiatus. That was also the episode where we talked about the launch of Insider Connected, the online connectivity tool of Stern. And then on the video game side, that was the episode where you covered Blizzard shredding all their documents. Uh, the new Saints Row trailer had come out and you covered the day off Twitch protest that was organized. So that was a really meaty episode. So yeah. I guess I probably shouldn't be surprised that it was the top episode, but I am kind of because it wasn't like a big Stern. I mean, Stern Insider Connected is a big deal, but it's not like a game. It's not like a cornerstone. Our second most popular episode was episode 153, which was just our recap of Pinball Expo that we recorded on the Porty, Porty Recorder. At so, Pinball Expo, I, yeah. I'm actually really surprised. I guess people were just desperate to hear something because I'm like, it's an okay episode. But yeah. I, I was a little surprised. Um, our third most popular was ep- the next episode, actually, episode 154, which I titled EGP Plus, because that was when we talked about the Cactus Canyon remake, which we covered in our Expo episode. Correct. This was when... We found out that they had since announced the standard edition plus model, which was just the standard edition with a topper at the price of the limited edition. Still one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard. Um, we also covered what was coming out about Stern's 2022 production issues and how they were going to stagger the, uh, or I should say, uh, throttle the, the amount of games going to the dealers. Um, you covered the announcement about Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 being delayed on the video game side. Also, the removal of the XP boosts that they put into Marvel's Avengers. And that was also where you gave the big Star Citizen update. Yeah. So, I gave it, I gave it so, a few, again, few another episodes early. fairly meaty episode, especially on the video game side. Um, <clears throat> our fourth most popular episode of the year was episode 150, There Goes Tokyo. That's the Godzilla episode. So that one was fitting <laughs> to be in the list. Uh, that was really about the only major thing on pinball we talked about. On video games, you covered the Jagged Alliance 3 announcement. You and That was where it was announced that Battlefield 2042 was delayed by like a month and a half. And uh, Knights of the Old Republic getting a remake. Was well, that's why everybody A ground listened. up remake. Yep. And then our, our fifth of the top five episodes for 2021 was episode 147, New Pastures and Deep Roots. <laughs> and that was the oh, one yeah. where... We uh we talked about the new the the recently revealed news that Steve Ritchie had just left Stern and joined Jersey Jack Pinball. That was also where we discussed the the information coming out that Lyman Sheets had also apparently months before that left Stern. 
um, Deep Roots Implosion starting to show. This was before all the SEC stuff. This was just when, right. like, uh, or at the start of it. This was when the websites went away. And then um, that was also the episode on the on the video game side where you covered how Blizzard was in the process of full spin cycle mode about trying to downplay all the problems they were having on the harassment front with their employees. Pretty much every one of those episodes had a big Blizzard update in it. Yeah, and I, you know, I remember someone on our uh, you may not have known this, uh, someone on our on our Pinside account had posted and complained. About it was just one specific episode, but they complained about the Blizzard coverage mm-hmm. uh, on that. And they, they, oh, I can was, understand that. Yeah, yeah. There's but, been a lot of, but it. I don't remember the, I'd have to go back and read it. I don't remember the complaint being about why are you talking about this all the time? It was really much more of a why are you talking about this in this one episode, which I know I replied to it because it's like, well, like it or hate it, it's huge news on the video right. game side. It would almost be irresponsible in my view for us not to talk about it because it's actually impacting games. Mm-hmm. If, it's not, you know, you could, I could see saying a sign going, I don't care what, like, I don't care what they do or what's going on with their employees doesn't affect me. And I get that. It's not, well, that, that part is interesting to me. And I think it's worth talking about, but setting that aside, it's actually like we had in one of these top episodes, games are being delayed. Top level creative talent is leaving that knows how those games are. And they're just gone. Yeah. Oh, like Overwatch's brains are all gone now. Yeah. And so it's a, I mean, so it's really having an, uh, an impact, not just in the short term, but possibly in the midterm and maybe even the long term, depending how long it takes them to sort this out. But anyway, so yeah, you're right. Uh, Blizzard did come up a lot with this. Um, outside of that, there's not a lot of, I mean, of rhyme or reason necessarily to this. Obviously, our top episode and our, I'd say our top three episodes. Well, I guess you could say four. Yeah. I guess. All right. All but that last episode covered some sort of pinball release. Because mm-hmm. our Expo one did talk about CCR. I mean, yep. we no, mentioned it, it being announced before. I mean, we though, are. So we, that's we, why I'm having trouble. That's where the that's core right. of our audience is. Yeah. It's about our pinball stuff. Sure. But I mean, I don't know. How many times do you want to hear the same? Or maybe not the same people, but different people talking about the same game. Well, we'll find out when we cover Rush. Here I was gonna <laughs> because we ain't above it. We we gotta do what we got. The show's the show's got a format. It's part, it's part of the show. We get we still gotta got talk about it. We still gotta talk about it. But before that, we do that. We gotta do my favorite thing, which is what what five episodes sucked the most. I, I always like to end with this one. I always like to end on a downer. So here are our five least popular shows from 2021. I and I'm gonna go ahead and note so that we don't feel too bad about ourselves, Tony. Even the worst one, like if we were to compare to our 29 stats, 2019 stats, was a great number. So they were still pretty high compared <laughs> they to- They were what, just not as I, high. I still, you know, I still remember when we started the first like half year and we'd have 50 some listens. I still remember the old day when we were hosting on Google. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, before we had good analytics and had to try and read <laughs> off a of feed burner um, and did everything for free except buy our fancy microphones, <laughs> which weren't as fancy back then. Yes. Fancy so, microphones. Yes. And oh, I should point that out. I'm now on. Let me know how I sound. I'm now on a Yeti X. Tony got me a Christmas present. His family and he purchased me a Yeti X. That's the Yeti's cry. So now now we're both on Yeti X. Yes, he is Yeti. He's Yeti X, and I'm Yeti X two in the virtual mixer because mine came in second. That's very cool. It's so so, sad. It's so neat. I'm. I'm doing. I'm doing good. Not staring at my meter here, but that's only because I'm staring at the meter and the virtual mixing. <laughs> so I've really not solved anything. But it's just because it's entirely digital. It's just so it's, weird yeah. for me because I'm used to using the traditional Yeti, which 
was all analog. Great, but it was all analog. Right. So, just See, different. and before, and I, and I had a snowball before, which had like nothing. Yeah, you'd on have to it. try. You'd have to control it on the computer. Yeah, which was difficult because we're routing it all through my computer, not yours. Right. So anyway, let's discuss the mistakes that were made. So okay, here is our. This is, and it'll actually uh, go down to. Uh, Best from best to worst worst. So our fifth least popular episode was 157. That was our 2021 year in review. Not a surprise. This happens every year. It's because we dropped that the last week of December and my analytics are not to date. It cuts off December 31st. That's why. So we don't have the full downloads. So that one gets, it's unfairly in there, but our our year in review always is. So just, all right. So no, no biggie there. All right. Number four. Fourth worst was John Hughes pinball. I thought it was such a great <laughs> idea. So for those that did not hear it, and apparently none of you did, the <laughs> that was the episode where we went through what John Hughes movie we thought would be the best pinball machine, and apparently the rest of you did not care. Uh, we did also uh, cover uh, Lucasfilm's games. You had an update on uh, what Lucasfilm's films games coverage was going on. And also, uh, the retracted price increase. Microsoft had decided they were going to raise the price of their gold subscription oh, yeah. service for live access. And they had just backpedaled on that super hard. <laughs> so you threw that in there. Yeah. So our third least popular uh, episode of 2021 was 136. I titled that one Diablo Interviews. That was the one where on the pinball side, we covered that the Pinball Hall of Fame met its fundraising goal. We, uh, re, re, then the other thing on pinball was we had a, we had a listener write in and ask us if we would go and revisit the Robert Mueller interview that we did three years ago. So long ago. And that was all that we did in pinball. So yeah. most of pinball was actually just regurgitating the episode we had done three years prior. So there was that. And then, um, on the video game side that you did the, uh, talking about the XP revamps that the Avengers video game was having. Mm-hmm. And then also the announcement from two separate companies, but both Artifact and Anthem had just been announced as being abandoned. Right. Or in the process of abandonment. Our second worst episode of 2021 was episode 139, which I don't even remember why I named it Waffles with an exclamation point, but I did. Uh, on the pinball side, we just covered some spooky news. It was a really light pinball episode. We talked about their new building, them finally adopting Molex connectors and uh, the Pinatar new board set rather than using P3 Rock. And then on the video game side, that was the one where you t- covered uh, more than just this, but the highlights that I remember were uh, were Twitch cracking down on ViewBots and CG Project Red had come out with their best financials the company ever had despite all of the trouble that they had with the cyberpunk launch so i think this might have been one of our shortest episodes if i'm remembering right it was looking at the show notes on it it was really light we really did not have we really did not have enough well content. these were these were both i just went back and checked the dates these were both from early april last mm. year and april for everything video games and pinball and everything which oh yeah because pinball dead. Yeah, Led Zeppelin was announced in December, and when we had nothing until Mando, and it was a long stretch. I think back over on the pinball show, on the pinball network, I think I told Zach off the air a couple of times that I thought we should move the show to fortnightly, because there just clearly wasn't enough news to warrant a weekly. Yeah. Um, He disagreed, but, but I don't think he's putting out a show this week either, so in the end, who really wins? I do, because I always win. You do. Except when I don't. 
And speaking of not winning, <laughs> our worst episode of 2021 was episode 138. So which came first, question mark, was the title. Uh, I did cover a Raza update from Deep Root. This was back when Deep Root was still putting out updates on Raza and people thought the game might actually get built. <laughs> uh, just a few. You never thought that, but a few people did. I know some people. All right. And then that was the one I really enjoyed this, but apparently no one liked to listen to it. And that was, this was the one where we had someone write in that really, to me, it was a really cool game. So which came first where they listed like a, they listed us a video game and a pinball machine of the same theme. And we had oh. to pick which, which one. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Because they sent the questions and then they put the year. They like did it really clean. So I was able to send like a separate email or whatever. Or they did in some way that I was unable to cheat. And and so we had, uh, yeah, and we'd have to go, oh, did the Terminator 3 game come out first or did the pinball come out first? Right. Well, no one wanted to listen to it, <laughs> but it was fun for us. Uh, and then on the video game And that's side, what's important. Yeah, it's one important. Side. As long as we enjoy yeah, it, yeah. that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah, we ain't. This ain't no Patreon thing, you know. You guys just gotta put up with what we do. Um, and then on the video game side, you had some info on the, I believe, a an infinite, indefinite delay on the Lego Star Wars Sky, uh, Skywalker saga. Uh, you had some information on Outriders, and then there was also an update about No Man's Sky. So again. Nothing huge. Another nothing really, special. Uh, you noted that time frame. That was a, those were some really light weeks. So. Yeah. They were some, it, it, it was definitely not the, the, the kind of week that most people would really enjoy, uh, stuff to listen to. And I think I said people should skip ahead five minutes. And what I think I should have said is 15. So <laughs> we're done with it now. So we're done with the stats. So let's go into the pinball segment, Tony. And while Rush will be covered, that's going to be the last thing we talk about. And the first thing I think we need to cover is uh, boo-boos. I made some boo-boos. Oh, I, no. You know, in our year in review, our 2021 year in review, I always try and, and include every manufacturer. And you know what? Yet again, I failed to do so. But <laughs> did you? And No. Well, all right. One of these I, I deliberately didn't. I knew about and I thought, no, they haven't they haven't made anything. But then two of these technically haven't made anything. And then three of them didn't make anything in 2021. So but the, there was only one I, I explicitly thought about. Um. So and it's just sort of funny to me, because when we were doing the episode, like I had to go back when I was making the show notes, I think twice and add in companies I forgot. And then when we were recording it, you actually caught me where I skipped a section of my notes and left off a company and we had to drop it in in a different point, um, which the listeners couldn't tell because of the magic of editing. But so <clears throat> the one that I deliberately did not include, and someone wrote into me and asked me about one of these, but I, I, I realized which ones I'd left off. I don't remember. It might, I think it was this one they asked me about. And this one, yes, I deliberately did not include. And it's named Balarama. You probably haven't heard of Balarama, Tony, because I don't think I've ever even mentioned it to you. Yeah. And it's got a... next to no news. Here's Balarama. Balarama is some Australian-based startup that I believe has indicated they're planning to fund their pinball company with Kickstarter. Okay. All right. There's a thread about them on Pinside. And there has been a tremendous amount of blowback on that site about them not really having any plans. And I've, I've been following the thread. I probably should have gone back and reread it, but I can only do so much work for this episode. So, and I did not do that other than there had been like three or four new posts since I'd last looked. They don't 
have a lot of information. It seems like stock images, a bunch of buzzwords. And when people ask them like, well, what are your, like, they're not explaining how they plan to do the manufacturing. They're not even presenting a game at this time. There's a lot of talk about grit and determination. Uh, you know, I, I classified as the, you know, guy give 110% sort of. You gave 110%. You, know, right, you got to give 110%. And I, and I don't mean to be mean. Uh, about this. this is really sticking on my mind lately that I've seen it in pinball before, not just with Balarama, but, but obviously with following watches as a hobby, there's a YouTuber slash dealer that we've discussed off air <laughs> quite yes, a bit that falls into the same thing that <laughs> there are some people out there that they talk this game about believing in themselves and, uh, the grind, uh, doing the grind, the grind and respecting the grind. And the hustle and doing the hustle. And I just, it really nauseates me because it's basically low skill stuff. And it's just, and I don't care. I get it. Yes. If you, if you work hard and you hustle, you can make more money than if you don't work hard and don't hustle. What a shock. Buy a Lambo, get a Rolex, get a, buy your personal jet. And that's separate. And I'm, I'm not even separating it from the flex. And some people thinking that the flex somehow helps them make more sales. You know, I don't believe that. I don't believe doing a pinball bounty segment will let you sell more games, for example. That I don't. And most sane people wouldn't equate those two. Those are two separate things. Right. The, the watch person we're vaguely referencing would <laughs> thinks that thinks that wearing an Audemars Piguet means he will sell more watches, and so he wears a customer's and scratches it up at the gym because he wear. <sighs> anyway, anyway. It so just, my point is, that's hurts. what Balarama reminded me of. It's not, and they're not flexing. It's just, they're just saying a bunch of gobbledygook. It's Indiegogo for give me more money. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, they're like, they're trying to do, and ever, it's, you know, pinballers are, have, are, are sometimes a little slow on the uptake and don't learn a lesson very well until you have to teach it to them two or three times. But they're very leery about funding startups. Like, very leery, especially now, when you're doing it like a video game, yeah, or or some or stickers or some or a new vacuum with Kickstarter. Yeah, they're finally learning their lessons. Now, the important thing is, is if you bring in a a, a known name, you they'll 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 just hand money over well, left and right. And that's one of the weird things. So, I, I mean, if they if they could get if they could, I don't know, like hire J Pop, right, right, right. right. Well, here's the thing. And I, I should have gone back and checked the thread, but if I, so warnings that I may be incorrect. I believe on one of these things, John Norris from Premiere, who had been at Deep Root working on the Merlin's arcade game, mm-hmm. I believe he volunteered his, or not, not to be a volunteer, but offered his services to them saying, Hey, you need a designer. I, you know, I could, I could be involved. And they are so savvy about pinball. I think they said something about, Oh, well, if you want to like send us uh, your thoughts or, you know, concepts or something on what you know about pinball, we, we could look at that, but we already have our, you know, we already have our design team together. And it, <laughs> the way they phrased it was, it was really clear. They had no idea who he was. Like, what, are you asking for the portfolio of, of, I mean, he's one of the most famous design. I, I get it. He wasn't ever with Belly Williams. He's still one of the most famous pinball designers to ever live. And you're there like asking for his bona fides. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Have you not played Bad Girls? What is wrong with you? That's, that's right up there for when you like see the post online where 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 some author hears two people talking about the yes, book and tries yes, to get into yes, the conversation yes. and they're like, 
you don't know what you're talking you about. Know, you don't know what. And they're like, no, we have. And they didn't name who they're like design. I'm sure it's the couple doing it or whatever. But it's just like, here's the guy who said, hey, you want to, you don't, I'm, I'm willing to have a conversation with you to help come up with a game design. They've not shown any game design. But they're just kind of like, eh, we'll call you. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> okay, you had a chance. You had a ch- so oh many of the. Gosh. I mean, don't forget, like Dennis Nordman helped with the Lexi design, mm-hmm. and they, you know, there's been a lot of uh, engagement on getting people that know something to help with startups to give some credence and you know have a design that doesn't suck. But anyway, so that's Balarama. Don't know what's going on with them other than they're. I don't even know the. We didn't need to running. talk about it. That's what it amounts. No, to. we didn't need to. But someone them, asked. They so, were asking tongue in cheek. I think, but because because there was no need for them to be. Than, in. But I'm more. Than, here you go, guys. You wanted the topic. Here it is. Judge it as you see fit. So there you go. You got Ballarama. You got congratulations. That's right. We all got Ballarama. So, and I don't know if their Kickstarter is live or not. And as you know, I'll go ahead and note. I don't actually fault them for wanting to use Kickstarter. I don't fault entities for using Kickstarter. I'll fault people for funding them. But I don't fault like if you're a business or a person that wants to do something. No, no, I totally it totally makes it. sense. I have never funded Kickstarter myself. So. I've funded multiple Kickstarters. And you had a we had an excellent, actually very well statistically speaking episode from way back in the day where you talked about the the big burn you got. My big burn. I've the had some burn. small burns too, but I've also the big had burn a got, lot an, of, got an hour on this show. It it did. I, I, I have, and you were still very angry at that time. Yeah, you actually hit it really well though during the episode. I, I, I was, I was very angry at how that whole mm-hmm. thing ended up being. So, if I, I don't remember which episode it was, but mm-hmm. it was the episode about the the my Robotech Kickstarter burn. Yeah, uh, search for it. Go back and, and listen. It's a, it's, it's a fun one. It, it's, it's fun to just because right, Tony don't get mad on the show much. So, <laughs> so I, I, I am a calm, controlled person. And even in that episode, I was calm and controlled. I should have, Barely. I should have put. I should have pushed the buttons. I should have pushed the buttons a little bit. I should have been like, "But Tony, why would you trust this this like startup Kickstarter? Do you love him?" Is that, was, <laughs> that was the problem. Though. But that was the problem. Is it wasn't a startup company. I know. That is I know. A company that it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Since the eighties, they are a well-balanced, <laughs> oh well-versed company. We're going. We're going down the rabbit hole. Of okay, You're right. No, they were well established. That's why I couldn't do it. That's why I couldn't do them. But I love him. Wouldn't make any sense. It was just I no, there's no reason on the startup. Sur- there's no reason on the surface you wouldn't have trusted them. It's like, right. So because they had done it before, but um. All right. Second of the three I didn't mention, HomePin. This is the one I should have included. Why? Because they did put out the announcement that they have the license for this as Spinal Tap. I've got the license for Knife Fight City. So there you go. Okay, but Knife so, Fight City isn't a cult classic. Knife Fight City is a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Knife Fight City is the absolute best action movie of its generation. Okay, well, people, write in if you agree with that, because I don't think you do. The... um. No, I think it would have just been a, a throwaway thing to say that HomePin announced they have Spinal Tap, and then since then, I've basically heard nothing. I think there was a minor update uh, that I heard on uh, last week, actually, on Pinball News, Pinball Magazine. It was so brief that I don't even remember it. I think it was just that Jonathan Justin, one of the co-hosts of that show, mentioned that he spoke with Mike from HomePin about it and that they're they're working on it. Okay. Uh, now, more than you know, more relevant though, of course, was the rumor we reported about that they Homepin actually has secured Harry Potter. There's that. I still don't buy it. I just don't think it's true. <laughs> but that's probably worth mentioning because people really care about that. 
you know what? I forgot to put rumor corner in these notes. I'm going to, don't worry, people, I'll stick in rumor corner. I just forgot to write it in our, in our internal uh, notes. And then the last one, this one I should have mentioned too, though I don't think it's as important, but I think I should have just because of how important it was to us. Pinball Adventures. They're the company that's oh been working God, on, I forgot about they're the company that. that's been working on Punny Factory, but that's not, and that's not out yet. So you can understand why I didn't bring them up, but why I should have, and you see it now, <laughs> why I should have is we had a whole segment of an episode dedicated to when they dropped a trailer for a future game they're doing where they had this wizard and he was talking with a really, and it was a terrible lip sync. And then you went through and you were like, all of these cool art images are straight out of Magic the Gathering. They stole the Magic the Gathering <laughs> they art. They did. And I believe that video was deleted since then. And I'm like, no, they don't. That was one of the best. That was comedy <laughs> gold. That was comedy gold. I thought it had to be deliberate with as bad as the lip sync was, but apparently the blowback was bad. I got a little suspicious when you confirmed that it, like this was actual. After we were off the air, Tony loaded up the Magic the Gathering art and found the exact prints they were taking, yeah. what cards they were taking art from. But, um, Oh my gosh, there was that. So don't forget about the crazy wizard, lip sync wizard, with Magic the Gathering art, which of course was great art. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine any of some of those Magic the Gathering artists actually do pinball? Holy cow, you guys fawning over what we currently have would lose your minds. Lose your minds. Of course, it'd be really difficult when you take what is this one little image like that and try and do a whole play field of that style of art, but whatever. All right, so those are the three things I left out of the year in review. Apologies for leaving them out of the year in review. Uh, next topic, Hall of Fame voting. Uh, we had an email uh, from John Morell. Uh, he wrote in and he asked us how we voted in the Pinball Industry Awards Hall of Fame inductees. And you know what? I don't even know if you knew that was going on or not. So, I didn't know. All right. I, I voted for nothing. It's still going on. So I have a link in the in the actual show notes for people to go and vote. Okay, well, let, let's do it live. Just give me a you, second. You can let, do it let, me, let me follow the link. I'll do it live. All right. I'll try and remember what I voted for because I, I I did it already and I've written down what I think I, I – I know what I voted for, I believe, except I wasn't completely positive on the 2000s. So, and I'll mention that when we get to it. So uh, the EM is – for those that don't know, the Hall of Fame voting is for the – it's by decade except electromechanical. So this was done last year. It's done the same way. Uh, but, for example, if you go under 90s, you won't see Medieval Madness because Medieval Madness – got inducted last year. So it's not an option anymore. So uh, let me know when you're there, Tony. And we okay. I am there. Okay. Do we want to start with it, just how it goes down the list? Yeah. I don't remember the orders. So okay. 1970 solid state era, 1970 through 1979. Okay. I believe my vote for this one was Joker poker. The system one game. From okay. Gottlieb. I see a Joker, Joker poker from Gottlieb. I see that. Yep. There's, there's a lot of good choices in here. There's a lot of good choices. Mm -hmm. Um, there's no way I'm reading them all. Nobody would care. We'd be here forever while I read them all. Here is where I'm torn. Interesting. So many good choices. Uh, Knight Rider. I really enjoy Knight Rider. Yeah. Knight Rider is a fun semi-truck game. Um, there's also Gorgar, which has the best soundtrack of the 70s. That's right. I forgot it was a 79 game. Um Ballet Star Trek. We've played a lot of Ballet Star Trek. We have. It's we have. a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm counting it. I'm debating the. Ooh, Countdown. Countdown's a fun game. This is actually legitimately kind of tough. Mm -hmm. Um, Disco Fever, which has, I believe, one of the best, uh, bat glasses. 
Yeah, but uh, didn't that game come with banana flippers? I think it did. Do you like banana flippers? I actually don't hate them. Oh, you're the first person I have ever heard say that. I didn't say they're good. I, I know you didn't. I don't. But, I don't. But I don't. That you hate didn't say them. you hate them is pretty extreme from a banana. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. No, nope, I'm thinking the wrong game. Yeah, no, that is not the game I was thinking of. But yes, it is full on banana flippered. Uh, yep. You were thinking of roller disco. I was thinking of roller disco. Gottlieb. Yeah. I like roller disco. Roller disco's. A I don't thing. remember that was seventies or eighties or though. Probably seventies because they moved away from the system one. I believe in the end of nineteen eighty. So like nineteen eighty would be Buck Rogers. So it wouldn't be in the list. But right, most of those system ones were seventies. All right. Well, I'm going to narrow this down, and and so I'm going to go with either freedoms in this list too. My problem is it's the regular freedom, not the Cinepod well, Now, that will be the solid state one. So you can always write in freedom for the EM. You yeah. can write in freedom prototype even, I suppose. But I don't it was the prototype. Be. It didn't go into production. So that's that's where... Yeah, it, yeah. I, well, and, and most of these, like anything that had under a certain number of production isn't in the list either, because I, I think some people probably dislike that but right. there had to be a, there have to be rules folks oh strikes and spares is in here now strikes and spares has a good back glass a very naughty back glass a very naughty back glass all right i'm gonna i'm gonna choose between countdown and knight rider i think and i think i'm gonna go with countdown no nope, i'm gonna go knight rider <laughs> so uh, this is taking you longer than your judge's pia ballot did is my suspicion How'd maybe you, not how, how'd you how'd you know <laughs> because of, because of, i don't know i haven't <laughs> actually uh the the judges ballots on the pias incidentally those are now closed i actually already know all the winners i can't say them here yet so because they had to be comp- actually only the excellence ones had to be compiled all the other ones were automatically compiled by right, Monkey. right so i, I don't mean, know how individuals voted because i didn't even need to look at that because we already we already know best podcaster is godzilla Best Twitch streamer is Godzilla. I, I will confirm for the election, uh, Excellence Awards, because those were all write-ins, and you know you have to match them up, and people don't always spell everything right, or they might name <laughs> the name of a channel instead of the name of a person, or, right. uh, you know. There were some that wrote in things that I'm like, I'm not sure they were in the right category in their headspace at this time. <laughs> but, but I don't know. We, if it's there, it's there. It's uh, You got to just go with what they say. So, actually, at least two of us have gone through and did our own counts to make sure figure out where we weren't in alignment and stuff to make sure. But anyway, people don't really care how the sausage is made there. All right. So what'd you end up going with? I went with Knight Rider. Okay. It was between that and Countdown, both right, were a right, lot right, of fun, right, but right. I went with Knight Rider. Right. It's the As one a I- reminder, because it's been like 20 hours since I said, I, I went with Joker Poker. All right. What's next? 80s? 1980s era. All so right. 80 to 89. I did Pinbot. You did Pinbot. Of I course did. you did Pinbot. What else would you pinbot, have done other pinbot, than Pinbot? Pinbot. I mean, nothing else makes sense for you. Pinbot. Let's see. Oh, Mr. Miss Pac-Man Pinball. You could do Mr. Miss Pac-Man. I mean, I could. Uh, high speed's probably still available. I know you're a big high speed fan. Yeah, System 11 game. Oh, Torpedo Alley. That's a good call. Yeah, you do like them torpedoes. Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers. Maybe, maybe not Buck Rogers. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I do have one, but, but, but maybe not. Volcano. Volcano actually is one of the few wide bodies I actually like. Uh, this has got a really interesting gimmick mix. You have Firepower is from 80. Oh, here's, here's, here's a game that shouldn't be in here, that shouldn't be in a top anything list that'll bring the hate. Let's bring the hate mousing around. Mm. 
you know, I'm not a fan of it either, but I know some people think it's a, one of the better system 11s. I, I've been told that on pretty much every time. <laughs> on oh, every man, occasion. Orbiter 1. Orbiter 1. <laughs> Probably the only vote for Orbiter 1 that it would get. I don't know. Maybe. You have played it a number of times. I have played it a number of times. A uh, huge thing. Oh, look. Furry Cats is in here. Mm-hmm. Um, furry Cops. Yeah, Furry Cops. The Bad Cats is probably in there also. Bad Cats is also in there. Bonsai Run. You know what? You, you're a big Bonsai big Run Big Guns. Fan. That's also a lot of fun. Grand Lizard. Greatest soundtrack in the no. 80s. No. Greatest soundtrack no. in the 80s. Xenon's man. the greatest in the 80s. Oh, you're right. Try Tube Crap. Shot. You're Don't right. you tube ever shot. forget to try Tube Shot. Try Tube Shot. <laughs> the original Black Knight. Tough, tough choice. I think I will go with the high speed. I'm Is that still in there? I don't remember what won last year. I'm going to go or with. Or what got inducted, I I'm should a, say. I'm going to go with high speed. I'm Honestly, I'm torn between. High speed and F-14 Tomcat. Really? Because I thought you just flat out prefer high speed. But that's why I'm taking high speed. Okay. But I can understand F-14 Tomcat. F-14 is too hard to win. It's just too hard of a game to win. Um, Okay. Um, There we go. All right. High speed. 90s. This one should take you no time because Medieval Madness won last year. Oh, okay. So (laughs) where is... (laughs) Ooh, Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, I don't think so. Never works. Let's see. Where is it? Where where is it? Oh, Godzilla by Sega Pinball. There we go. Actually, a fun game. Not as fun as New Godzilla, but fun. I've only played it uh, a couple times. I think. Punchy the Clown. Terrible game. Didn't we play that at? at we Expo? did. We did play that. At oh Expo. my gosh! The soundtrack alone wanted me to uh, leave the facility. I'm being very, very G-rated. I almost said something else. Yeah, yeah, it, it was very. <laughs> oh, Lethal Weapon Three. That's a lot of fun. Everybody dance now. It is a fun game. We can go with Maverick. I mean, come on, what's wrong with Maverick? Ah, the ball lock. You take a nap. You take a sip of coffee. I just rewatched Maverick the other day, about uh, three weeks ago, two or there, three. Oh, weeks there's ago. always a, a Popeye saves the Earth. That's great. All right, two thousands era. So here we All go. Right. So. The audience, if they're brand new listeners, they don't know what you picked. Right? Oh, I, I took Attack from Mars. Yeah, that's Attack I, from Mars is my favorite yeah. pinball machine so, of all time. That's what I put down as well. So, so 2000s. Um, this one, I think I put, picked Terminator 3, but I might have picked World Poker Tour. I can't remember. I know I was torn between the two, but I think I didn't want to pick World Poker Tour, and I went with Terminator 3. Oh, man. So last year, of course, Lord of, of the Rings good... was the one that got inducted. Right, which was the best game And I'll out tell of you, this... everyone's assuming Simpsons Pinball Party will be inducted this year. I don't year. like Simpsons I don't Pinball. either, so I won't pick it. I don't... I... Mm-hmm. There is no good choices in here. Maybe Spider-Man? Spider-Man Stern's not bad. You know what? I thought about Spider-Man as well. Because it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think, though, gosh, like every decade has a Playboy. How does that work out? I don't know. I'm going to go with World Poker Tour. Okay. World Poker Tour. I actually, that, that's a really enjoyable game. So then the 2010s. The 2010s. And so many choices. Yep. I went ahead and uh, I voted Walking Dead for this one. That's a solid choice. Um, heck a doodle. I might have to go Walking Dead myself because of the of the games that are from that. Are those? It is probably my favorite. It might be. 
I don't know. You like ACDC? I do. I do, but TNA's in there. I like I like TNA. Yeah, you like TNA a lot. So, but no, I think I am going to go ahead and hit, just like you said, Walking Dead. Yay. And then the electromechanical right in. Yeah, because there are too many. I mean, these lists had to be compiled, so there were just too many. No one wanted to type all that or try and paste it and clean it up. That's what that's, that's the sausage making on that. I believe uh, last year the EM that was inducted was, um, oh gosh, I just blanked on the name. It's the one everyone always picks. It's the one with the two spinners. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. So, uh, I wrote in sing along. Oh, well, sing along is the is Krinsky one where the ball gets kicked over in the middle of the play field over and over and over. Yeah, no, that's a good game. I don't mind. I don't mind sing along. I put in Campus Queen. Ah, yes, the campus. A Ted Zale design. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you go, uh, John. There, are, there are our votes, and I did it live. Did it live? Screw it. I'll so, do it live. I'm not sure why we ran with a different date on this versus the PIA judges because that one. Well, I mean, there are a lot more voters on the, and I, I do know. Uh, Dave over with Silverball Chronicles has been he he takes the lead on on that ballot and there are way 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 more votes this year already than or there were days ago than there are, than were last year for Hall of Fame so wow there'll be a lot of a lot of people participating but, good awesome good so, to hear thank right. you for letting me know because Dennis didn't tell me I didn't even I didn't. know it existed well it wasn't open the uh like when the PIA votes went out. So I couldn't tell you the same time. That's true. Otherwise, I'd probably just thrown it into the email I sent everyone, but I didn't. All right. So now, Rush. All right. That wasn't a real Rush sound. So the new Cornerstone was announced in December, as we discussed. And or I, or I think, it, well, we knew that there was going to be an announcement that Tuesday, I believe is what happened. Yeah. Now, since then, they have just did a teaser for Rush, didn't show any anything about the game. And then this last week, they did the trailers that showed stuff about the game. And then Jack Danger with Deadflip hosted a reveal stream on, I believe, a premium on Friday. Right. So now you probably weren't able to catch the stream. No. Okay. I caught about the first uh, 25 minutes or so because then I had to do a watch stream because yeah. I, I had to. I know. Uh, I, was requ- I was required by law. You were required by law to do your streaming for your watch channel. That's I right. Know. Because when I don't generate other content, I have to do live stream to generate content. Yeah. You get it. I watched it. Yeah, I know. You came in and you threw in crazy uh, scenarios that never come up in real life. Like, Except for when they did or to me earlier like, this week. What sort of people wear watches where they just fall off their hands? Yeah. I don't know. It what, bothered the crowd out of me. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> so... So Rush, uh, polarizing theme choice, it has seemed online. Uh, designer was John Borg. Uh, lead software on this is Tim Sexton, who I believe was lead on the uh, Black Knight sort mm-hmm. of rage. Uh, it was confirmed that Raymond Davidson has actually done a lot of the details of the rules on this, though. So there's at least two people that were coming up with rules on it. Uh, the artist is someone I'm not familiar with, Michael Bernard. Um Lead software, lead sound engineer was Bob Baffey. I'm I'm not familiar with him. And then computer graphics art director was Chuck Ernst, who's been responsible lately for a lot of the the Stern LCD stuff. Um, prices, I believe, are the same as the Godzilla pricing. Uh, so pros are six thousand eight hundred ninety nine dollars. These are all MSRP. 
I don't know if you're going to get it for under MSRP at this point, though. Uh, premium is $8,999, and the LEs, of which I believe they did 1000 and yes, they are already sold out, was $11,099. Uh, callouts in this game, they got two. The drummer, uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, but they did get Alex Lifeson and Getty Lee to do callouts, and they also, for whatever reason, have Ed Robertson of Bare Naked Ladies doing callouts as well. Um, from near as I could tell from the, the write up on, uh, this week in pinball's deep dive, which I do have a link in the show notes too. So people can go in and read this to their heart's content is the main differences between the premium LE model and the pro model is there's an electromagnetic time machine ball lock. Think Lord of the Rings ring from that game. Um, it has a motorized ramp entrance on the premium. The pro model has a fixed ramp. Kind of reminds that part kind of reminds me of Iron Maiden and the lift. I believe they had a lift on the I don't think I've only ever played the pro Iron Maiden, actually. But anyway, so the ramp lifts uh, on the premium. Then there uh, another thing is there is a and in our internal notes, Tony, I put in two play field shots. The bottom one is the premium. Top one is the pro. Just so you have something easy to look at without having to click on the links. Um, there's a clockwork sculpt toy. It's called the clockwork angels clock. And it's, uh, got a motorized minute hand and, uh, illuminated on all 12 time positions, basically on the premium LE. There is no such toy at all on the pro. Uh, there is a ball lock, uh, post system that's capable of staging two balls that exists on the premium and LE model. There is a side scoop subway with two kickout options on the premium LE model. The pro model only kicks out the front. There is a vertical up kicker at the, at the end of a, what they call the dead end shot, which is kind of, if you're looking at either of the play fields, that's the shot just to the left of the ring or time machine, I guess I should call it. So it kicks up to a wire form on the premium LE on the pro model. It hits a, there's a standup target at the end of that dead end. And then there is a double up post ball lock that's hidden behind the three drop targets, the instrument drop targets over on the left-hand side of the game on the premium. On the pro, there's a stand-up target behind those three drop targets. So those were the main differences that I identified between the two models. Um, so I guess let, let's go over our thoughts. Now, when I sent you just the clips of the game first being played before the dead flip stream, right. you replied to me. And yes, I what did. was it that you said? I said it looks like X-Men. And it seems that after a lot of debate, people agree with you. That's because now, it's X-Men. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> I've heard some people have been claiming that this looks like Iron Maiden to them. I don't see it at How? all. Some of it, I think, is like the ring and the ramp things. Some of the features, I guess, are Iron Maiden-esque. I don't think that... And there's a shot through the pops, which reminds them of Iron Maiden. Yeah, there's a shot there on the left. But no, I don't get it. I, I don't really get it. Iron Maiden is a is a four flipper layout game. This is not. This has got three flippers. Uh, but so to me, there's already a lot of distinction on it. But but I and the other thing that other people had, which I, I agree with, is they someone took a side by side image, but they mirrored Tron. They flipped it. Right. And yes, Tron, when you flip it, looks a lot like Rush. But X-Men looks a lot like Rush without flipping it. Right. So why don't you just say it's X-Men like you did? So ultimately, a lot of people have been like, yes, this looks like X-Men. I thought when I read about the features and looked at it, I agreed with you because how could you not? Yes, it looks a lot like X-Men. But I thought this looks like it might play better than X-Men. Watching the stream that Dead Flip did, I 
It's like, it's X-Men with way more flow. Like that ring shot. I'm going to keep calling it the ring shot. I can't help it. The time machine <laughs> shot. It allows for a lot. Like Magne- Magneto's a clunker. Yes. He's a clunk guy. He throws the ball lock over by Magneto. And then when it's not ready, of course, it's just sort of like you're just bricking if you shoot into him. Whereas this is, a, it's another shot that the ball might get captured by the magnet. But if that's not going, it just goes through and then we, we get another loop around. Um, I don't know because we're watching some of the top. I mean, the people on the stream when I watched were Raymond Davidson, number one player in the world. <laughs> Jack Danger, who he's not. I mean, he's way better player than I am. Yeah. Uh, Tim Sexton, top player. And I don't remember who the fourth person was. Maybe that was their their normie, but probably was probably was a top player, too. So it's just like <laughs> I just I Raymond blew this game up on game one. And it was just like, don't you got to remember that you are not him. We are mortals. And right. We can only do mortal things. But. I think it actually kind of hurts the game when somebody blows the game up in these reveal streams. I think it kind of actually hurts more than anything else. Hmm. Interesting. Why? Because it gives an artificial thought to uh, ball time length or ball time Hmm. because it makes you feel weird, especially. But at the same time, they're showing like these huge scores that most, you know, real people aren't actually going to get when they sit down and touch a machine. I see. I do. I see your argument. Um, the, I think my my counter response would be, but let's say you do like, and I think this happened with uh, when Buffalo Pinball did the reveal of Wonka for JJP, and it was at a show, and then they just live streamed as people at the show came up and played it. Oh well, no, and no. then make the game look really hard because they all suck. Right, right. I'm not saying you need normal people. <laughs> Oh, okay. okay. Actually, I'm just saying, you might be better, <laughs> instead of picking players out of the top 20 to show your game off, maybe pick players out of the top 500 to show your game Well, off. and maybe that's where... I actually thought the stream Jack did was really good. Uh, and I thought with the mix-up, you know, because I don't know if Jack's in the top 500 or not. I have no idea. But, but with Jack and then whoever the guy is, unfortunately, I apologize, can't remember the name of, plus Tim, plus, okay, Raymond, we did have a blend of players that may have all been better than me, but like, right. So like at the end of game one, Raymond blew it up. Two of them, Jack and the other guy, I can't remember the name of, they had pretty short ball times. And, and I don't think Tim's was like, it didn't make me think, oh, this is a long player when I saw him play it either. <laughs> plus the nice thing was, of course, because three of the, actually all four of them work at Stern. Tim and Raymond working on the game, they were able to talk about like what they were doing and why. Like Raymond was was really going into the rules and explaining like he was doing a countdown thing and all of this with how he's got the scoring going on with it to explain why he was doing the shots he was doing. There's a lot of numbers. I kind of felt like the that uh the count was from Sesame Street was playing. No one used that voice, but they should have. Um so so yeah, back to the back to the layout though. It's like X-Men, it's got flow to it. I don't think of it as a very flowy game, but I also don't think of it really as necessarily a stop and go game. This definitely leans even more into the flow side of it. So, and I should go ahead and acknowledge in terms of bias, like I like X-Men as a player. I've thought about back when games were affordable. I thought about trying to get X-Men because I thought it was underappreciated. Yeah, I enjoy X-Men. And so uh, this looks like a lot of fun to play. Um, The way as again, without playing it, I always struggle with understanding the rules without playing it. But the way it was being under, you know, explained and we've got the inserts with these numbers, keeping track of these counts of what you're doing. It seems well thought out. Like, and I, you know, that's something where I don't know if Tim worked on Led Zeppelin or not. I know Raymond did, but you're, you know, 
One of the things I've heard from a lot of, especially from tournament players that have had perhaps had to play Led Zeppelin more than the average person has been that the rule design on Led Zeppelin is very, very good. It's just unfortunate that if, you know, if you're on a pro, it's barren as all get out and you just are, it's just like, I mean, that's what we know because we've had to play it a number of times and it makes me not want to play it. This I want to play. I'm not, I'm not in the market to buy a rush, no, but I do look forward to this one going on location because I think this will do very well. I actually think this gameplay will probably play pretty hard, but but not like Walking Dead hard, for example. But Borg seems to lean harder than some people. He leans harder than Richie does, which wasn't always the case. Hello, F14. But <laughs> um, So there's that. So overall, I thought this was really neat. Also, here's something I didn't think I would say for quite a while. I was starting to think Stern had, I don't, I don't want to say learned their lesson, but... I started to fear that they had kind of figured out by listening to all of us and watching the forums, the secret sauce to here's the things we need to do Godzilla style that make people be like, oh, darn it, I have to get the premium. And here I look at this and I'm like, I think this is a good pro game. I think I, I, I think so. I, I see I see the differences and and I understand like a rush fan would obviously want a premium well, rally obviously. and they've got some really cool, really cool add ons to it. Like, Oh, here's a thing that can divert with the subway either way on the, on the premium. And it only comes out the front on the pro and things like that. And the extra ball locks, you know, physical ball locks kind of stuff we historically associate, mm-hmm. but, but it's not like a collapsing building and a breaking bridge and you're, you're in the, in a Godzilla mech with a magnet, or a mecha Godzilla with a magnet. That right. Catches, you know, it's sort of like, no, 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 no. Here's all this. stuff. It's like, like if I were more into rush uh, and you know, in my mind, obviously if the game plays well, the game plays well, and that would be a different story. But, but based off of, if I really liked this theme, like I would be like, Oh, thank goodness. I feel like I would be really happy with a pro to buy. But I'm just not that big into Rush, so, um, so I mean, those are my those are my initial thoughts. I don't know if you've looked at the uh, the cabinet and back glass. I did. Uh, I actually liked the Pro. Yeah. Uh, the premium LE seemed to go on the cabinet sides more logo design, and you got some of the band members on the side. I'm not usually big into the sides of the cab anyway, because you know where <laughs> unless I put it on the way my room is lined up, there's only one game you get to see one side of. So. Uh, but otherwise, I I I kind of liked all the translates about the same. But I, the pro one, it had the Harry Potter owl. We'll embrace the Harry Potter. Owl. Yeah, it it's fine. Watch it's, out for home pin. Here's maybe, here's here's going the, after you for I using mean, the Harry Potter owl. Yeah, it'll be. I think that owl has a name, but I don't know it. That's why I call it Harry Potter owl. Yeah, it. I'm sure it does. Here's the thing: this year's music pin is done. We don't yep. have to worry about a music pin for another year. With, with Rush done and uh, uh, Queen announced by somebody else that might possibly be coming out someday, sometime, somewhere. We're getting to the point where Dead Rock's pretty much mined out, I would hope. Mm. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe we will start Spinal seeing tap some different... Uh, I guess that's more of a spoof movie. I was going to say. <laughs> but uh, from a Dad Rock era... Right, but maybe we'll start getting some some differences. I mean, I personally would have zero problems if music pins vanished for a couple of years. Mm. Uh, but I, I I I I think we're getting mined out. Hopefully, okay. okay. I could be wrong. There's probably somebody I'm missing out there. But- um, 
let me ask you before we we leave this to uh, one of the big the art. So what do you? We don't know this artist. What do you think of the? I mean, we talked about the cabinet and, and, and translate, but the playfield art. Well, I've seen a mix thing about the like the three faces of the band members in the center mostly has been where there's been criticism. It's like cartoony caricature, kind of. But you it, know, that's what Zombie Yeti did with Ghostbusters. Yeah, cartoony, was, not the style, but right. I think it's fine. It, I, it's I think fine. he followed all the rules. He oversaturated the crap out of the colors, which people will le- eat up because that means the colors pop. Right. Yeah, it might be. I mean, I can see where some people, uh, especially huge mega fans, might have wanted something uh, more akin to the hyper photorealistic type mm, stuff. Like a Franchi style. Like a Franchi style. But uh, I, I think it's fine. Mm. Okay. Well, I didn't have anything else to say about Rush. It looks like fun. I look forward to us yeah, getting one sure. on location to play I'll it. I enjoy playing it. Yeah. But I, I mean, so. I, I like think... trying to do pinball, so yeah. that's cool. I think it will do better for them than Led Zeppelin. I think so. Which is I would interesting be because Led didn't. Zeppelin is a more popular band. Led Zeppelin is a more popular band. Unfortunately, the game sucked. Now, before we go to video games, Rumor Corner. The rumors are coming. They are. And you're going to love this one. So you were speculating, you were postulating, you were perhaps even hoping that we've seen the end of Dad Rock. The rumor mill is next de- next winter, I almost said December, probably December, but next winter's release by Stern, Journey. God, Dennis. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Hasn't there already been a Journey machine? No. <sighs> And you like Journey. I don't hate Journey. I mean, can we get something? Can we get a Toto machine? You know, I thought when I, when I thought about this, I thought I should, maybe I could just change it to Toto and Tony would be happier. I here, would here, be here, happy. Here. I mean, no, let me give you a scenario. I'm going to Led Zeppelin it for you. <laughs> toto, Toto, but they can't have Africa. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, Led Zeppelin didn't get stairway. That, that's true. <laughs> and it's like their most popular song. So there you go. I mean, I mean. Oh, and that was a plus for Rush. So they got all this this band footage and stuff. Uh, and that that's that's fine. That's cool. But they got all the major songs. But it's Rush. So how could you? How could yeah. you not? But but uh, anyway. Oh man. But Toto's not the oh, rumor. Journey oh, is the rumor. There we go. There we go. Dan Rock had perfect idea. They need to get John Mellencamp. And then each level can be from can be labeled from a different part of his thing. Mm. So it could be Johnny Cougar, and then the middle level will be John Cougar Mellencamp, and then the Ellie will just be John Mellencamp. <laughs> That's their versions. <laughs> well, I've heard no rumors on John Mellencamp. My rumor for you is Journey. So there you go. That's the end of Rumor Corner. Oh, Are you not rumor tamed? I am. Just, you know what? I don't. Why can't we? I mean, I mean, I mean, I want to see them. Just lean away from Dad Rock and throw out like a, I don't know, like a Dr. Dre machine or an M&M The Dr. Dre machine. fans are not wealthy enough yet to buy. That's the I argument. Mean, Loser mean, Kid on their latest episode um, that I just heard, they were actually, I'm not even all the way through the episode yet. I've only heard part of it so far. But they were talking about that and the speculation about, you know, how some people might. I mean, Journey's kind of crossing into the 80s. So there's that. I mean, the, granted, that's just a rumor. We don't right. know that's true. But, but, you know, that's the thought is that, well, yeah. I mean, I kind of thought that with Iron Maiden for that matter. But, yeah, it's just the thought that, like, the people that like grew up on Green Day and stuff just are not yet in a place in their careers to be buying these for the home. Man, everybody forgets about Dre. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's a hard life. It's a hard life. 
<laughs> Next game from JJP, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be out in 30 years. <sighs> so, video games, Tony. We're ready video for the video games. game section. Video games, small. Uh, not a whole lot of stuff that I put in here. There, there, there there's a few things. Uh, there oh, were some big a- things. And, okay. And I, I have to drop full disclosure. What's the dis- full disclosure? What's the people. disclosing? There is so much stuff going on in video games right now mm-hmm. about NFTs, the non-fungible tokens, tokens yeah. and this and that. Yep. I That's all my Reddit is. Half of it on the video game side it, is the, NFT talk. It, 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 NFTs are everywhere. I haven't brought it. I didn't bring it in last episode when I really should have. I didn't bring it in this episode when I really should have because I think they're stupid. I I do as well, but I have you know I have to be. Here's a all right. I don't want to be a whiner. Well, whatever. It's our show. We can do what we, want. we can um, whine. All right, well, it's your show, me, and you can whine like, if you this want. This is to. like the natural disgusting evolution from crypto. It is it's the like, natural disgusting evolution when crypto, from crypto. Well, all right, y'all are too young to remember. When crypto came out, the whole argument was here is a non-fiat currency that like it's not going to be government controlled. That was the whole point. Not this speculation. I got watch dealers now talking about taking it's like half of it's just gambling. People are just guessing and hoping that everything's going up and their crypto will go up. And then when their Dogecoin doesn't go up enough and then it goes back down because they did diamond hands on it, they lost thousands of dollars. I mean, it's just weird. Like they don't know what they're doing. People do not know what they're doing. And they're, it's like they're thinking they're playing a market, but with crypto, it's just like straight up guessing. Let me really scare you. I'm already scared. I had a conversation with some people talking about retirement funding and they have 30% in crypto. I would be terror. I would be absolutely terrified because only because it's so new. We have no, like if you're going in the market, I don't care if you go conservative to highly aggressive because we do know that over time, over decades of experience, markets go up, Mm -hmm. markets go up. Ideally you're diversified so that when, so that, but you know, when things, when we have the inevitable recession, and things shrink, you just keep the money in those funds. Not all those companies go away. Right. And then when they recover, you're back. And I, I, I went through it in 2008. I'll, I'll have to go through it again. But yeah. My funds recovered like within three years. And I, I actually invest pretty aggressively. Right. Like I'm in a lot of international funds and I'm in a lot of aggressive, uh, large cap stocks. That's generally what, but I just do indexes right. at this point. I'm entirely 100% other than a few penny stocks I've picked, which are all down, by the way, because I picked them. <laughs> My indexes are great. They did well in the Trump administration and they've done great under Biden too. It's just been, it's just been, everything's been, the market's hot right now, but now everyone's like, Thinking they know stuff about crypto and they're just buying all of it. And if it's money, you can afford to lose more power right. to you. I sure wouldn't right. put my retirement in it. Yeah. It's, oh man. It so was, anyway, but that's was, crypto. Was, so there's, yeah. but there's at least a concept, a structure behind it. Then there's this NFT stuff, which is all like, I have a digital fingerprint on this stupid painting and I own it now. And then I right clicked and saved it and used it somewhere. And what yeah. are you going to do about it? Like, I don't, I really don't, NFTs. There's a structure behind crypto. I don't like, like, I don't agree conceptually with throwing money into crypto, but there's a structure to it. NFTs, I just don't understand where there's value at all. I crypto don't know. is meant to be a currency, at least. NFTs are 
they're nothing. It's just actual nothingness. Yeah, and video games have there's a bunch of video games have dived hard into NFTs. I guess like because custom gun skins and custom I just, outfits. I don't, I don't get it. I and do not images get it. and it, it's. Uh, I mean, more cat- power to the artists and stuff right. that I found the use are exploiting this to make money because otherwise they were starving before this. So, hey, if you can take advantage of people and get that, more power to you. Right. I, but from a buyer perspective, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, what? I know Capcom's putting out a Castlevania thing that's just tons of NFTs that people, just, the Castlevania, like an anniversary box that people can buy. And, I, I don't and get I, it. I, I don't, do I don't not get, get it. it I don't understand okay. it. Uh, uh, well, let me rephrase. I understand it. I don't understand the appeal to it. Well, uh, again, because you know, talking about that same watch person we discussed, who is the flexor, and they've dumped money in crypto, which rumor mill is it because they named which cryptos they put the money in. Some of those cryptos went down and they're stuck <laughs> diamond handing crypto. That's not worth because, yeah, no, cryptos like like almost all the big cryptos well i'm i i don't know enough about crypto to say some of the big ones i know of like they're way up from where they were 2 years ago but they're what dead. was but yeah. if you bought it in october it might not be up now right. from versus october right so but nfts also yeah they went and bought like there were releases of nfts and they buy like spent $10,000 and then you see them trying to sell the nft for $150,000 and someone else went on one of the reddit threads and posted and said oh yeah here's the comparable one out of that same set it just sold for 2 that was launched at ten. <laughs> Sold for two. This guy wants one fifty. But you also get to know that you have the one that came from him, and he touched it, and that makes it gold. It's I don't know uh, why you would want it. I don't. Know. I see where people are like speculating. We're speculating on everything. We're speculating. We see it on pinball. I saw someone online. I won't say who because I'm so nice. List. You remember that stupid R2-D2 Star Wars topper? The $750 topper that turned out to sell out? $2,999 I saw it listed for. That hunk of plastic. That is so dumb. That that That's just, I don't I don't understand Now, here's it. the thing where I'm tying it in. Is someone going to buy that in the hopes that it becomes $5,000? It I, seems like people are even speculating on the stupid stuff now. What happens if Penn Stadium quits making lights? Are those going to be speculated on? Probably. It's sad. It's, it's weird. Sad. It's, it, it, it's we are sad. in a weird time. Yeah. Things yeah, are yeah. real and weird. And again, I mean, we've seen this with like toppers that, and things that like, have gotten discontinued. It used to be that was the flex, which I, I think in pinball was a, for a brief period here. Maybe it still is where it's like, okay, well, everyone's getting an LE now. The only way to flex is with the topper. But I think as manufacturers figure out that they're not they just haven't been building enough that that ultimately will get resolved. I mean, granted, the Star Wars one was at least announced as being limited, but what was the point of that other than to try and make it collectible? Forced LEs always kind of annoy me, but it's a it's a way of thing. At least that's you know that's not new. That's a it's a way of things. We yeah. see it in pinball. We see it in watches. We see it in everything. In limited editions. So anyway, but you weren't going to focus on that. I was uh, no, but I knew I felt like it needed to be mentioned. Okay, we're aware. Is, we're aware. It, it, it's one of those things. Letting the world know. And we do know of, about NFTs, and a lot of companies NFTs. have launched NFT things, and due to negative feedbacks, have already started withdrawing mm. and canceling their NFT plans. Yeah, I've seen others hedging it, saying we'll cancel it if the gamers ultimately say they don't like it when the game is out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, which I mean, we've seen similar with. Uh, I'm thinking like ba- Battlefront Two. And all the backpedaling EA had right. to do when they launched that. And then it was like 40, 
thousand tokens to unlock Vader or something <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it, it's just uh, it's just so silly. And I mean, there's a uh, I mean, there's even a game out there that is just all about. It's purely NFT based. Hmm. It's just everything on it is NFT. I don't know. Okay. Some people. All right. So back to video games. There was a thing. Yeah, had we had first. another email. Matthew V wrote in and he asked if either of us have played a game called Yoku's Island Express and wanted our thoughts on it. He described it as a chill platformer uh, and that it has some pinball mechanics. I have not played this. I've seen the trailer for it. I hadn't even heard of it until the email came in. Um, it actually looks kind of cool. Yeah, it looks all right. Uh, I have not been in a mode where I want to play platformers. I I, I I am definitely not a platformer player. I used to be. Uh, it's always been a hot, cold thing for me. And and to be fair, I usually played some pretty hardcore platformers. So I, I have played a few chill platformers before, um, but I'm not really inclined to get it. I would just say... If you're if you're curious, take a look at the trailer. I think you'll get a good feel for the game because you're kind of controlling a ball and doing a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff. And it did not look overly difficult, but the trailer is only about ninety seconds, so I don't right. know if it ramps way up or not. Well, see, uh, I what I thought about and what I think I'm actually going to do is uh, my oldest daughter loves platformers, mm. so I'm going to show it to her and see if she's interested in it, and if she's interested in it. I might pick it up for her, uh, and she can play it, and she can let us know. Okay, because like I said, well, I just the art just, style looked really nice. I yes. will say it, it's got an interesting. It, it looks aesthetic. no, it, it looks cool. The aesthetic looks cool. Everything about it looks. Cool. I'm just so terrible at platformers that I, I've gotten to the point where I cannot handle the the like. I remember the the incredible amount of time we put in doing co op Meat Boy and and stuff, and I just I cannot play those type of games mm. anymore. I just do not have the timing, the patience, or the patience to handle that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did get stuck playing Ori in the Blind Forest or in a, in a platforming part, and I just I didn't get through it, and I moved on to other games. Yeah, so, so, so no, I'll show this to I'll, I'll show this to my oldest. And see, there's there's a whole idea. My oldest has a couple games that are very popular nowadays that she loves that are games I would never touch. Maybe I should have her review a game. I'll just record her talking about yeah. her favorite games. Yeah. We can pop them in here and there. See how yeah. it goes. Give it a give the segment a name. We'll think about it. Yeah. All right. I know someone who did that on the pinball side. He he would do a uh, uh, he'd interview his daughter about every new release. Yeah. And that's not a terrible and idea. And it was funny. And it was actually pretty funny. Yeah. So all right. So into the video games. Uh this one is the video game version of Rumor Corner. Mm. And that is simply that there is a new Armored Core game being worked on. Oh, wow. Um, apparently, some surveys were sent out to certain people in the, call it video game media, with uh, uh, screenshots, a couple short videos, and some questions about an Armored Core game, uh, which had a good use, I would say, of the NFTs because apparently every single thing was watermarked uh, digitally and in the shots with individualized uh, information in such a way that if any pictures leaked or any clip of video leaked, they would know exactly which person did the leak. Oh yeah. 
NFTs for tagging things that's great. is brilliant. That's 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 come up in wristwatches as well as a, finally a way to know that something's not counterfeit easily. Yeah, just using an NFT style. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, for those who don't know Armored Core, Armored Core is a third-person mecha action game that was one of you the, played them. I played a lot of them on the play original PlayStation and PlayStation Two. Uh, the latest, I didn't play a lot of the newer ones, uh, but the newest, I think the newest one came out in 13. Mm. So it's been almost a, a decade, decade. Yeah. Wow. Since there was a new armored core game, but, um, one of the primary designers, uh, behind some of the later edition armored core games is, uh, was, um, Hideki, uh, the designer of, uh, the Souls games. Ah. Uh, he, he worked on. Oh, yeah. Armor Core was, was yeah. it, it was from, was it from software? Yeah. It's from, so, it's from software. It's some of their, it's huh. some of their, they the, used to do a lot of, uh, of yeah. non Dark Souls stuff. It feels like that's all they do yeah. now is Dark Souls. Dark Souls stuff. That, that's what they've become. They've become they've Dark become Souls. They've become nothing studio. to us. But now there's an Armored Core coming out. That's, that, that, that's cool. Cause I used to play mm. a lot of Armored Core. Um, BioWare. There's a name we've not heard in a while. No. Uh, their general manager, Gary McKay, put out a blog post on the website talking about last year and about being focused on regaining the trust of their fans and their community and, uh, taking the lessons that they've learned and returning to their roots, mm. uh, which basically is all stuff pointing out the fact that they poured everything for years into Anthem which, and it crashed. Yep. As we touched so on in our in our stats hard. summary, one of our yeah. episodes uh, was one about the them pulling the plug on supporting Anthem. Yeah, yeah. Anthem, they, they poured everything into Anthem and it was crashed and it was terrible. Uh, uh, um, Mass Effect Andromeda was bad. Uh, at least for a Mass Effect game. I never for a Mass it. Effect game. Yeah, I was just going to say, but there are two things they should be doing. They should be focusing on finally getting out another Dragon Age because people have been waiting a long time. They are. And the other piece would be go back into the Mass Effect universe and bring back ri- the writing quality that, of the first three. They are. They're, they're targets. Okay. They're working on two games currently. A new Dragon Age game that is single player experience. Mm-hmm. Focused on on choices that matter. I really like the Dragon Age games. I've played all the recent ones. Yeah, so that that they're they're working on that, and they're working on a new Mass Effect. So that's where their concentration is. I still haven't even played Mass Effect three. Stuff back together after so Anthem tore them up. Continuing, it's sounding bad for E three. Once again, no physical E three this year. There hasn't been one since twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um. But from the way their release was put out, it's not guaranteed that there'll even be a digital E3 this year. Mm. They're still looking at the possibility of a digital E3 uh, event. And here's the thing. All the big stuff that brought E3 is gone. Yeah, They don't have the big tent poles anymore. All those developers have pulled out and they do their own events. And they're not even uh, the big event anymore because between Summer Game Fest and GamesCon, they've lost big numbers of the kind of announcements and reveals they would have had from even the smaller groups now. Oh, sure. And and look how big the video game awards in December and were. And that was, I mean, that's really what's. I mean, you've you've mentioned for years that you felt that E3 doesn't really serve its purpose anymore. Yeah. And 
how much of that is just the changing landscape with how companies like to put information out and how much of it is E3 mismanaging how it treated its own attendees. And I think it's a mix of both. I think so. Uh, but, you know, I mean, from a from a media hobbyist perspective that we come at it from, as fun as it kind of was to do the E3 thing, you know, it was also like a bunch of work. Oh, it was with a mess. so much work. And I, I so <laughs> much prefer just sitting there for three hours during the Game Awards and just absorbing all the trailers without right. it not being, oh, well, here's the Microsoft set and here's the Sony set and here's the Nintendo set and here's the Ubisoft set. And it's just like, just, just, yeah, my body is ready. Yeah. I, 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 I flow into me. I get tired of shutting down and watching all of these releases at two times speed because I ain't got enough time to watch yeah. every single thing at normal speed and then just backing up and watching the important bits mm. at normal. So speed. after the last few years, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm with you where I think you've been for a while and that mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I want E3 gone. Yeah. I think, I think there, I it's didn't, no I loss. didn't originally, but at this point I'm like, no, you know I, what? I, I think I want it to go away. I mean, I'll miss the kind of big E3 episodes we had in our, in our early oh, years. Those were the days. Those were fun where we'd have, you know, three or four or five of us sitting around the table, uh, talking about stuff. But, but it's, it was already getting weird because, you know, two months out, you're seeing leaks. I'm doing air quotes, leaks of things, yeah. some deliberate, some not. And it was just like, there just wasn't a lot there. It was like a week's worth of stuff that could have been condensed into a couple hours. Yep. So I, okay. I, I see it well, as no big loss. All right. Uh, we'll see if they formally die or not. And uh, uh, in the interesting uh, category, hmm. I'm going to go with Microsoft made an announcement of uh, that the nail polish brand OPI is putting out 12 colors based upon Xbox stuff. Okay. Interesting. And uh, they'll have, they've got gaming related names. And if you buy them in certain shops, you will unlock Hume hatched game content for her. <gasps> to match your nails? Yes. For Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5. So you can get your, your shiny purple sparkly Halo armor <laughs> and, and, and you can get the nice pearlescent on your car <laughs> in Forza. <laughs> Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> they should put that on they, the box. They should. Come but on, I think May- Maybelline would Maybelline. probably Come not on, Maybelline. allow Get it. with it. Do it. They'd probably do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, so <laughs> just a reminder out there for our friends who do uh, listen to us this week, uh, shortly after the re- release. Um, Awesome Games Done Quick is active as of like uh, an hour ago. Yep. So. Charity event. It's the Awesome Games Done Quick is the winter one. They do a summer games done quick. They do different charities. I believe this, uh, the winter one is for the Prevent Cancer Society. Right. And the summer one's normally Doctors Without Borders or something like that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's just a fun thing to watch people speed running games yeah. i know there's it's all um um distanced again this mm-hmm. year they don't okay. have the giant physical location i don't think i'm not positive. i don't know if, i i don't know if they i mean they've been doing them virtually and got it pretty smooth out yeah uh, i mean it's digital stuff so in a way right yeah. right but not, at the same yeah, time it's, it's always the, been kind of fun when you see the shot of everybody on the couch and then the crowds yeah over it's the, always been over the cool. summer they kind of split the difference i think they brought some of the hosts together 
but the gamers were, we're still separate. Yeah, and so they tried. We'll, to get see, we'll see how they yeah, do. Yeah, it. no, it's not as fu- it's not as fun without the live audience. That yeah. is part of it, but. It is kind of hilarious over the course of a week when you see the live audience and you notice like the same like three people Mm -hmm. and you realize that some of those people are in the same chairs that they've been in for like 19 or 20 hours. It's like, yeah, do they just get that chair back or are they just like, do they have like the bladders of a god? I don't know. Or bottles. (laughs) They're popping bottles, yeah. (laughs) So um, that's where we're sitting on video games today. Uh, I just want to fun and easy. I know we had a lot of other stuff going on. So uh, if you have any questions or any thoughts, let us know. Yeah, they can do that by emailing us, which is at eclecticgamerspodcast.gmail.com or you can go to the facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast and send a messenger message from there. Or at Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram is eclectic underscore gamers. I actually have posted on the Instagrams Mm. um, like when we started recording. Yeah, the Grams. So on the grams, we should be back in a couple of weeks. Don't expect to be a new pinball announcement yet, <laughs> but who else is who else is going to make a pinball rumor, announcement? Rumor mill is maybe by March. JJP and Toy Story. That's a separate. I thought JJP and Toy Story was supposed to be out two years ago. Oh, look, uh, sp- supposed to in reality don't always align. But maybe they'll have an NFT of it. Knowing knowing their normal release schedule, they'll 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 release pictures and start rolling demo units in March, and physical units will start coming out in say June of twenty four or twenty five, and then like in twenty seven or twenty eight, they'll start talking about the next game. Hmm. Um, I'm hoping they'll be a little more speedy than that, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, until then, I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. Bye bye. Bye.